Networking and marketing made simple is for you, the business owner who has a product, a service, or a message that you believe in. My name is Scott Aaron, and each week we'll take a behind the scenes look into the real world marketing and networking tactics and strategies for getting what you have in front of you to a lot more people. Thanks for spending time with me. And now let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Networking and Marketing Made Simple. Super excited for today's episode, as I know you all love the interviews, hearing other people's journeys of how they got to what they're doing now and the big impact that they're leaving on those around them. So my guest today, Kania Romanowska, is someone that I met in a group coaching program uh, that we are both a part of. And what I love about what she teaches, she specifically focuses on uh, female, uh, not just entrepreneurs, but people in the corporate and business world that, uh, you know, obviously we can all notice that sometimes things are male dominated and where she steps in, she really teaches people that working mom, that, that working busy woman, how to prevent burnout with leadership skills, leadership development and personal development, making sure that they are not only not getting burnout, but really thriving, not just in their career, but in their life. So without further ado, Kania, welcome to today's episode. Thanks so much for having me, Scott. So I always like starting the episode out like this. Everyone knows what you're doing currently right now, but what, what my audience is always more and most interested in is how what path did you go down to get to where you are? But more specifically, was there an aha moment or a light bulb moment or a specific moment in time where that light bulb went off and you're like, I need to go down this path to discover more what's down it? Yes, there are two. So number one, I was pregnant with my first son and my corporate job and corporate communications and IT and healthcare bump there, volunteering for women in leadership organizations and thinking there's nothing for moms. I got to do something about that because we talk about women in leadership, but where things really fall off the tracks for women is around that motherhood period, right? So I was just thinking, I'm like, pros and babes, I got to reserve that domain. And so I did. So I had my bump and I was doing that. And then the second light bulb moment was when my sister-in-law told me I'd miss intellectual conversations while I'd have my baby and I'd be on maternity leave. And I thought, yes, I'm such a nerd. I love talking to people. One of the things I like about my job is going, talking, solving problems. But when you find yourself with a baby in your hands, you're kind of you know, excluded from that world, right? You're thinking about poopy, breastfeeding, like, can I shower? And so I thought, yes, that's going to be me. And so that's how the idea of creating something for moms down the road popped into my brain. And so that was the aha moment for me. So what do you think and feel? Obviously, life itself and, and the business world has, has become much more progressive. And everything is much more acceptable, whether it's age, race, ethnicity. So there's a lot more open-minded people. What do you still feel that working moms, working mothers that, that went through a similar situation that you did? Uh, obviously there's expectations, this, that, or the other, but what do you still think lies there as far as kinks in the hose that, that a, a lot of corporate women still face 
in in regards to wanting to have that work-life integration, wanting to start a family and and wanting to get back to it and not preventing burnout. So what what do you feel still lies there that people are still dealing with today? That's a really that's a really good question. And you know, with the pandemic, so many women have left the workforce not being able to integrate being a mom and working. And I think what's the least there's a completely unleveraged opportunity to use this transition for leadership versus thinking that women, once they have kids, they start becoming uncommitted to their jobs, right? So there is a chance, and you and I talked about this earlier, to re-examine your values, right? And when you become a parent, your values, usually they shift quite significantly. I mean, some, and most people, I'm so surprised, so many successful women haven't stopped to think about their core values. And we know that values really drive our decisions, everything we do, right? And so if that's left unexamined, you kind of use your pre-kid identity to try to continue. Of course, you can be on the track to burnout in, in our times and losing a lot of money too, because you don't re-examine what really matters to you. You start, you can often start feeling like a victim. Maybe there's an identity, you know, an um uh, an inclusion policy at your workplace, but not much in terms of coaching or mentoring or kind of helping you shift your mindset as to how you have to navigate the world as a working mom, take accountability for yourself and for your family, like entrepreneurs do, right? Like we, we have to, we're accountable for results. So it's the unleveraged opportunity to turn the transition to motherhood into leadership development versus kind of just operating on autopilot. Like I've got a baby under my arm and then I continue. No, you're a different person with different priorities with different stresses on your body your mind your emotions and your relationships so you have to remap out your trajectory as a professional and I think that's still what's missing and what I when I talk to members of my community and we start that journey that's the light bulb moment like oh I actually value family happiness I value health and maybe the environment I'm in or you know co-enabling is not aligned with that right so that that's that's the the piece I think that's really remains unleveraged. So you hear the phrase leadership development thrown around a lot. Mm. And I, I would I would categorize personal development the same way. It's it's buzzwords that are always thrown out there. How would you define leadership development in in today's temperature of, of economy and, and uh, the professional world? Absolutely. Uh, great question, too taking control of your own inner dialogue. And again, to you, that's nothing new, but as a mom, again, there we're, we're prone to postpartum depression. We're prone to sleep deprivation where our relationship again with our partner changes, our earning power changes. So that can lead to a lot of inner dialogue around your self-worth, your confidence, your identity that is not very positive. So leadership to me starts with your own mind and actually knowing what you want in life as a working mom. And so what we do is take a step back, break everything down into neat little pillars and think, well, what do you want there? And so you start leading from within, from your values, from your vision, and then you can start leading others in the world because you have the ability to lead yourself. So that's what leadership is to me, knowing what you want, knowing what you're building for this world, knowing how you want to raise your children, what kind of legacy you want to build and how that's going to impact every single aspect of your life, from your career to your community, to your marriage, to whatever you are creating in your life. Something that I always think about in regards to, to legacy and, you know, being a parent myself, uh, as you know, and just everything that goes into that, 
you know, I think about legacy a lot and, you know, what I want to leave behind for our son, but also our, our future family that Nancy and I plan on having together. And what I now realize what makes our relationship so unique and so special is the connection that we have, number one, but number two, the communication that, that, that we have and the understanding of one another's needs. And, and I really feel that there needs to be a little bit more diving into, so to speak, of how a dynamic of a family does change when it goes from just you and your partner and a dog or a cat, you know, with a human being there that you are now responsible for. There, there's a lot of internal and external things that go on, but I really feel the foundation of those things can be structured and and put into place. So when that next phase of the relationship does happen, you're you're more prepared. Now, with that being said, obviously spousal support is very important no matter what's going on, whether you're a stay-at-home dad, you're a stay-at-home mom, you're both working parents, whatever it is. What would what do you feel has made your relationship with obviously both being professionals and raising a family, what do you feel has made things work for you that that you've helped other women in in regards to making sure that that solid foundation and understanding is there, you know, being a working mom, being a mom at home, being a wife, being a spouse? What, what have you found most successful for you that you've been able to help others with? So in terms of my relationship with my husband, uh, well, first of all, choosing the right partner is a huge decision. It's kind of, it's one of the biggest decisions you'll make in your life that will impact your career success and your family happiness. And I would say I'm lucky that I, I truly found my soulmate. I flew from the other end of Canada to, to being with my, with my husband here. And we're aligned culturally, we're aligned faith-wise and values-wise. So again, going back to the values question and something that profoundly changed me is when I spent hours and hours nursing my son, both of my hands were busy and I kept on staring at my values board, one that I had designed with my husband. He kind of like grumpily did that with me, right? I dragged him one Saturday and we're like, okay, let's, let's write down our values. And he grumbled, he grumbled, but later recognized how foundational that is to the string of our marriage really right so I stared at that values board for so many hours and that is the starting point of our discussion in our community when when we're with the, with the women they start working with me and they do a values assessment and then they do it with their partners too and so we see very two different things one some of them have their values they're the same others have different values and it's it starts a completely different dialogue for them as to how they can start making decisions that honor both sets of values and for some it's quite painful and so i always recommend couples therapy i talk about that my husband talks about it when i decided to grow my business we went into preemptive therapy essentially because we knew there'd be a lot of stresses on our time and our energy and that had us dive and understand each other's styles a lot more and know like okay he really needs this from me and I need this from him. And that's at the foundation for being able to tackle the stress. So when the pandemic hit, the first thing we did, and he's a teacher, right? So we had to decide every day, like what every day was decision-making. We sat down and wrote down a couple of principles, his strengths, my strengths, and how we're going to make decisions together. So constantly going back to those values, that, that vision and 
also knowing the statistics, like especially in STEM, you know, 43%, 43% of women leave full-time STEM employment after having kids. So you really need a supportive partner. You need to decide that both careers will matter and having that communication and acknowledging that there are going to be different seasons of life, seasons for joy, seasons for hard work, seasons for rest, seasons for grieving. We've had a lot of grief in, in my family this year. So, you know, he's been supportive from day one. He believes in me, he believes in what I do. And, um, and we're open and authentic about those conversations in our community as well. He's a very present partner. He's the lead caregiver for our children. And, and, um, and we're transparent about the ups and downs of that relationship. So I think that inspires others to have those conversations too. And that, that just kind of scratches the surface because another thing that emerges is not just the relationship with your spouse, but your support system. So when, if you're going to have a really demanding career, please get support systems. Like don't try, it's just like in, in entrepreneurship, you need to outsource the, the nonprofit producing activities. Moms need to do the same. Don't try to put 60 hours in at work and then try to keep your house and like the cooking and the cleaning all done. That's a recipe for disaster for your career, for your marriage, for your happiness, for your mental health. So build the relationships that are going to support your career growth and see it as an investment, not as a cost, right? It's an investment in your career and your lifestyle. Even if it stings on the wall in those years, it's a way for you to remain in the workforce and remain competitive and competent and happy and energetic, which you need to succeed in this competitive market. So I want to dive into something probably that you usually don't dive into, but it, it came up. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. So do you feel that too many people settle for the person that they're in a relationship with? Because, and the reason why I ask this is because you have a great relationship, but you work at it. Mm -hmm. Nancy and I have a great relationship, but we work at it. But I think we can both agree that there are so many people that could be getting more out of the relationship they're in and, and you know whether it's an age thing where people don't want to be older when they get married and have kids and all that like life is different in 2021 compared to when our parents were growing up they were you know my my mom was uh 21 and my dad was 22 when they got married so do you feel that there are too many people that are straying from their core values and their beliefs as far as what they want in a partner, what they want out of life, what they want in a career, and just kind of, I don't want to say checking out, but just kind of saying, okay, this is it. I'm just going to kind of ride the wave and hope for the best. And that's a really tough question um, because I get to work with people and interact with people on a daily basis who have a hunger for life. So I have this confirmation bias with them that they want to change things and that's the type of demographic I interact with but I would say that a lot of the online mom groups that I sometimes skim through are so filled with so much drama and seeking opinions of what would others do instead of tapping into your own wisdom you have the chance to script your life and so I would say that too often people default to the autopilot mode of others creating the reality and kind of this is how I need to live. This is how I need to save for my kids' education. This is what success looks like versus actually having the courage to look inside, do the work, clear the scripts, and then make space for your own, like your own unique calling. So 
in my community, I have the privilege of seeing people who want to go beyond those scripts. But outside of that, it's true. If you, if you venture outside of that world, you see a lot of people just defaulting to what everybody else is doing without tapping into their own creative power to build something truly unique, right? You know, it's interesting because, you know, life is a choice. And, you know, you brought up such a good point that so many people seek validation from people that they don't know about what other people feel would be best for them. And, and you, know, you, you mentioned the word success, which is something that I feel is greatly overused because success means something different for each person. And I have the pleasure of, of interviewing, interacting with a lot of high achievers that don't correlate success to any sort of monetary value. It's more about the way that they're living their life and the time that they have and uh, the certain freedoms they, they get to enjoy with the life that they create. And I do feel that too many people not only settle, but they settle for the opinions of, of people that may not necessarily be aligned. And, and the other thing is, is that one of the hardest things for people to do is to turn the mirror around and look at themselves. So, so often we want to bounce something off of another person to, to get that outside perspective when if we just, like you said, did that inner work and we cleared that space to really sit down and, and really figure out what our core values and beliefs are, it would give us so much more clarity in everything else. And it may make communication with our loved ones that much better because now we're, I don't like using the word woke, but now we're, we're present and we understand. So playing off of the, the core values that, that people should be looking into. How important was it for you on a, on a personal level to really understand what your core values were and bringing that to your community and those that you work with about how important it is for them to also find out what those core values are? It's the number one thing. It's the beginning of the journey together. So my core values are faith, love, and accountability. And there, there are others too, but these are the ones that I always use to make decisions. And that's how I measure whether I've been successful is have I used my core values to be on a given day. So that's how we begin our journey together. It's paramount. It's just, and I say, use your values in anything you do and in your interactions with me and how you participate in my program and how you show up and how you negotiate and how you talk to your child and how you talk to your husband and how you treat yourself, right? So that's the beginning of the discernment process. I had a conversation with another business owner in our community where I talked about losing my dad um, a couple of months ago, right, in my arms. And then we lost a few more family members. So, you know, death and birth are like such powerful forces. So when you've been part of that, it just shakes you to your core. And, you know, for for a long time, all I could hang on to was my faith. I, I, it, it was so shocking. He was supposed to be with us and then all of a sudden he was gone. And, and, you know, life is cut so short. And so all I was hanging on to, all I had to guide me were my values because I felt like shit, I felt like shit for, for, you know, and grief. And so I, I was sometimes like a zombie and then I was, okay, these are my values. I'm going to just fall, make the decision that best aligned with those values. And then just literally have faith that like, I will heal. I will find the resources. I'll be okay. My business will not collapse. You know, I will, I will figure things out. So sometimes all you have is your values to guide you because 
everything else falls apart and these are they are your guiding lights. So I hope I've emphasized how critical they are. Yeah, you know, Nancy, Nancy and I went through an exercise. She got this, she got this, it was a game, it's like a core value game. And it's like a, a deck of a hundred different core values. And you have to start separating the cards to these are some core values and these aren't. So you go through it and you separate the pile once. And then you take the yes pile and you have to break that in half. And then you take that yes pile and you keep breaking it down, breaking it down until you're left with your top three core values. And, and for me, it was, it was a challenge. I didn't want to do it because it was a challenge for me because there were so many core values because there's almost like this, this guilt that comes upon you, because if you, if you push aside a certain core value, you're like, well, that is a part of me. So I completely agree that if you don't know who you are and what you stand for, how are you going to know how to show up in this world? And it's not difficult. You just have to do the work. And it's just like learning anything else. You know, I, I always look to, to children as inspiration because it, it's such a magical process of, you know, for any of the parents that are listening to this, the fact that, you know, you, you raise this, this human being, they, they start walking, they start talking, they can communicate with you. They start, they start writing and they can do math and they, they're constantly sponging as much information as possible into their brain. And then there's us, the human beings, which are basically, we're just grown children mm -hmm. and we're afraid of learning something new or digging deep or learning something. And I can absolutely attribute the life that Nancy and I live together because of the constant personal development we do. We don't hold anything back. We don't hold anything inside. If we're frustrated about something, we get it out. We talk about it. We move on from it, not with each other, just in general. Like we we are open. We, we put it out there. And that comes back to, you know, for me, one of my core values um, is, is authenticity. I, I live a very authentic life. Uh, I thrive off of authentic connection. And I'll share a story with you. So I, um, I was having a coaching call with one of my clients today. And he's like, can we talk about something? And I said, sure. And he goes, I had this thing come up with a, a connection of mine online that I, I made. And, you know, they, they scheduled a call with me and, and this was on LinkedIn and we were, you know, hopping on a call and, you know, I, I was going through my, my normal thing. You know, they were, they were sharing what, what they did and, and I was sharing what I did. And, you know, I, I told her I was an XYZ profession and, I had a little side business where I help people with health goals, this, that, or the other. And he went on to say that, you know, the woman abruptly ended the conversation. And within a couple minutes, uh, posted on LinkedIn and put him on blast and went on this whole long drunkalogue about how. Uh, how deceiving he was and preying on people. And, you know, uh, you know, I mean, just really hurtful things from someone that doesn't know the person that they're speaking about. And, you know, a lot of people pass judgment. So for me, I usually don't engage with those types of things online, but this is a good friend of mine. And when someone is going to challenge the character of someone that I know very well, I'm going to defend you. 
And I commented back and uh, I was very polite about everything. And I, I basically said, um, before you put someone on blast, you have to realize the personal and professional ramifications that something like that may have. The person that you put on blast is a father, is a grandfather, is a business owner, and you don't know what kind of repercussions or damage you may have done by voicing your personal opinions about a business that he partakes in on the side. And I then moved on. And uh, I actually ended up deleting the comment after just because I, I, gotta, I had to get it out. And I, I thought about it after it happened. And I, I said, you know, what, what I dislike about social media sometimes is there's a lot of blurred lines. You can't tell what is authentic and, and what is inauthentic anymore. But why I, I'm circling back around to that part of my core value, it would have been inauthentic of me to not defend that close friend of mine when someone was saying things that were the complete opposite of who this person was. And I really feel that there needs to be a, a greater personal and social responsibility for individuals to really be mindful and careful about what they say about other people without knowing them personally. You can't judge someone by a six minute conversation about who they are. You can get a read on someone. And my wife actually, you know, always says, run it through the filters of life of life. Um, is it truthful? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And before you say something, this is just a word of advice to anyone that's listening. Before you say something, before you put someone on blast, run it through that filter. Is what I'm about to say necessary? Is it known to be true or is it my own opinion? And is it kind? And I have a love-hate relationship. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have Yelp up in Canada. Um, yeah. I hate Yelp. And because it's, it's this external website where people can go and trash other companies. And, and again, you don't know what that's going to do to that. That person could have been having a bad day. Um, the, the wait staff of that restaurant may have been a little bit off. Maybe someone called in sick and they had to have someone come in, you know, very quickly, you know, living a very authentic life. And I'm not saying that you should mute yourself and, and how you feel, but we have a responsibility as human beings that social media has opened up such doorways of communication for people that you don't know what the external ramifications of something is. And my wife put it so brilliantly. She said, you know, I was talking about this with her because he's a good friend of both of ours. And she said, you know, what would have been better if that individual that had such a problem with the conversation, give the feedback right there on the phone call instead of going behind the wall and putting it out there, say, listen, I, I just got to be, just got to speak my truth. I just got to be honest with how you feel, with how I feel, you know, you should work on this. So, and I, I would take constructive feedback. That's, that's what I see it as, is that's another version of personal growth. And I think now you're starting to understand personally that, you know, you've been putting yourself out there a lot more on social media, growing your business and, and how you help people and, and having this growing community now. 
how has your social responsibility for, again, because you work with people in such a deep-rooted way now, really unpacking the layers of the onion, so to speak, how, how important has it been for you to, to stay true to yourself and really meet people where they are to help them make those necessary shifts and, and have the, the emotional maturity to not point the finger and blame others, but, but going back to something that I said earlier, really turn that mirror around and, and stare right at maybe what the problem or issue is, which is themselves. Wow, you don't worry me that the, the questions wouldn't be it wouldn't be easy. It's um, the, the starting point for conversations. Let's say whenever we we do any workshops is is precisely around that is look inside of you. So automatically, when people start talking to me on a deeper level, the the main thing we talk about is accountability. And so I'll use a story here to answer your question. When I came back from my first maternity leave, uh, you know, I had negotiated everything, okay, and I had even helped so many women to, to prepare for the return to work. I read the books, the articles, everything. I did a back to work plan. I talked to my manager. Even when I was three months pregnant, I was, uh, I was promoted to a new position. So I grilled my new boss on what things would look like because I was becoming a mom. And so, you know, they, they pointed all those nice aspects to me that, um, oh, this is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. And I came back to my position and everything had changed. New boss, new structure, new teammates. And my beautifully negotiated agreement, all of a sudden I was told, well, no, it's uh, full-time or the highway by, you know, no meetings, no more meetings. Turns out there were a lot more things at play that had nothing to do with me. But I just remember bawling, bawling with one of my coworkers and, and just kind of thinking, what happened here? I'm getting these messages that made me think like I was going to get fired, which again, I wasn't getting fired at all. It was just the person having issues typing. And, um, and one day I'm scrolling through my LinkedIn feed and I see something about accountability and death of the ego. And I started looking at that and it changed, it really changed my life. Like it was the beginning of something really big for me where, where I realized I had to shift things and take accountability for my own success, this, whatever the circumstances are, no matter how painful they are, no matter, no matter how much more different they were, no matter what the diversity and inclusion policy was or wasn't. And I had to change my inner dialogue. And so whenever I do any workshops of any kind, the theme of accountability surfaces, I say, you know, that's the number one trait of people who succeed is they're accountable. They look inside, they're guided by their core values. And so that's how I show up. And then the people who come to work with me, they decide they're going to be accountable to what we call being the CEO of your life and knowing what you want and looking inside. That's what the whole program is about, looking inside of you as a mom and creating the rest of your destiny versus staying resentful and grumpy that you're the only woman in the room and that nobody cares about you as a mother and the challenges you face, right? So uh, accountability is really, really huge. And I think it's, I mean, we suffer a lot when we blame others instead of looking at how we are co-creating or enabling or allowing certain behaviors in our life or tolerating certain habits, right? So, um, so to, to go back to your question about, you know, how, how do I support people in looking inwards? Well, that's the starting point for our work together always is you don't work with me if you don't want to look inside. You just, you know, if you want to stay on autopilot, stay on autopilot. I'll be that sounding board, that mirror for you. I'll ask you those questions to be able to, you know, grow, get that next promotion, get the raise, heal your marriage, become a better parent, design the life that you want, but you have to start looking inside first. Love that. So 
you know, we've talked uh, about a, a lot today, but the one thing that I, I want the audience to know is a little bit more about you and, and the programs that you have and, and how you help, uh, you know, corporate women. So, so tell the audience a little bit about, you know, how you personally work with people, whether it's one-on-one or in groups uh, and, and how the program is, is, uh, you know, structured. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for asking that question. It's pretty simple. I, I mostly work in a group program and I also do corporate work. So work with corporations who want to retain their, their, their parent talent, but we run a program called the MBA. It's 12 months broken up over 12 pillars, every single aspect of your life from mindset to relationships, support systems, finances, health and epigenetics, you know, leadership skills, emotional intelligence, the whole shebang, everything you need to know from the inside out to be a successful working mom on your terms. We define success for you. And then we kind of reverse engineer how to get it, get there. So that's the, um, that's the MBA program, mom MBA kind of, you know, that, that makes us both personal and professional life. And then with corporations, I do, I do pretty custom workshops related to, you know, crafting um, back to work plans, maternity leave transitions, awareness for managers on how to better coach their employees what can they do to better support working parents so we assess their needs and then we when we work from there to to design something for them so thank you so much for asking scott and how can people find out more about it website facebook group uh where can people get directed to I think a Facebook group is the best place to, to find us. So it's grow your career and family with pros and babes, pros and babes. So that's what that's. And Kenya Romanovska, I'm a pretty unique name, so I'm quite findable. You know, find me on LinkedIn, message me um, if you want to find out more. If that's where you're navigating, clearly you're listening to Scott, you're on LinkedIn. So Kenya Romanovska on LinkedIn is might be one of the fastest ways to find me as well. Awesome. So before we wrap up, I, I always like ending with, uh, a specific question that everyone has a different answer to. But for any of the listeners, all the information uh, that was mentioned will be in the description of this episode. So you're not going to have to look too far. So all you have to do is click on the description and everything will be right there. So can you have final question before we sign off? What does success truly mean to you? It means living in alignment with my values and then creating the feelings that I want to create. And that means joy, being energetic and providing value to those around me and bringing joy while living in alignment with my values. That I should probably edit that to shorter, but I think it would be <laughs> a bit, right? Values and joy. Awesome. <laughs> well, you're doing it, you're living it. So again, you are sticking to your core values, which is so, so important. And I just wanted to say thank you so much just for not only being on here today, but for being so open and transparent and just raw and real and sharing all of those wonderful things that you did with my audience. So thank you again so much for being here today. Thank you for creating this space. I really appreciate you and the work you do to educate us on LinkedIn. Absolutely. So everyone, again, all the information from today's episode will be in the description. We both hope you enjoyed this episode. So please enjoy the rest of your days and I'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you are listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, 
please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you loved, what you would like to see improved, or ideas you have for future episodes. And if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, don't hesitate to go to my website, www.scotterron.net, where you can schedule a free discovery call with me, where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with, and how we can work together. And don't forget to check out my wife, Nancy, and mine, our free community on Facebook called LinkedIn Leads for Life. We would love to see you in there. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you, everyone, for your support. Grateful for each and every one of you.